You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Well, welcome everyone to the Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna. I have my beautiful co-host with me today. It's awesome that she's able to be back with us after a couple week uh, break. And uh, just so thankful that you're back in the studio, honey. I think yeah. I was telling our audience that, um, you know, obviously you, you've done it alone without me before. And, and I've done, done that for the last couple of weeks. But it's really awesome to have you back with me because we just, they're just a nice playful banter that we yeah. have back and forth. It just we, makes it that so much more powerful. It does. The Holy Spirit's <laughs> working and it's just a powerful thing. Like we've said before, <laughs> he fills in my weaknesses, I fill in his weaknesses. That's and really together, yeah. uh, we bring a power-packed <clears throat> 20, Ooh. 30, 40 minutes of Ooh. Marriage Minute. Ooh. Bam! For some of you that are in our generation, there was a, there was a cartoon back in the day. Um, it was like the Justice League with like those... No, I never watched that. I, I know, but I did. You're so on, you're on your own there. Buddy. I'm on my own, but anyway, so it, one of the one of the um, the uh, characters in that were these two twins. That was the Wonder Twins. Oh, the one, I did see that. See the I Wonder didn't Twins, know they were and they would the do, they would touch thing. something, touch rings or whatever, yeah. and they would activate <laughs> their power. And so when we're together, nice. we're activating the power of the Spirit. Can you say Amen? amen. So we're so glad to be with oh. you today. Thank you for joining us, and we just want you to like and share. Our content with everyone that you know um, that is either looking to be married or are married, whether one year, two years, or 25 or 30 years like us. Um, we just believe that it's going to be impactful and helpful for anyone out there that is looking to really strengthen their marriage and grow their marriage and keep their marriage on fire, Amen. which Amen. is what we want to do. We're going to talk about that a little we bit do. today. Yeah, what are we talking about today? We're talking about fire is what we're talking about. Now, we're right? talking about keep. what's the secret of lasting passion? In your marriage. That's what we want to talk about today. What is that that secret? So we're going to get into that today. You know, all of us really want, you know, intimacy. We've talked about that in past broadcasts. Um, but sometimes we forget about that word passion. Mm-hmm. We want intimacy. We want to have, you know, great communication. We really want to know and share what is happening in our lives with each other. We really want or to Or do have... we? Or, <laughs> or do we? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we a... struggle with that at the beginning. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We didn't even know what we wanted or needed. Yeah, but sometimes the passion, the fire, um, gets lost in our marriage yeah. and for each other, yeah. and so life can get in the way. You know, challenges of life. Um, you know, we've got our own issues in our family where we've got some health challenges with family members and things, and so life can get in the way. But then. We can forget about each mm-hmm. other, and we can we can lose that passion, that that first love that really brought us together. And so mm-hmm. we don't want that to happen in our marriage, and we don't want that to happen in your marriage. So that's what we want to get into today: is what is that? that what is that secret for mm-hmm. lasting Amen. passion in our marriage? I love it. For I love sure, it. Let's, let's share it with everybody so they can have the secret. Yeah, and it won't be secret anymore. And we just, you know, we want intimacy, and we don't want passion to fade. Exactly. Can you say Amen? amen. So. Revelation. Here we go. Revelation. What does the Word of God say? So we want to we want to be in the Bible. We want to start in the Bible. We want to end in the Bible. We want the Bible to address every aspect of our lives. But again, our program is about marriage and and marriage related things. So we right, want to so read this to you. Let's let the Word of God shape and sculpt what we do in our marriage and the decisions no, that we make in life. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Not the world. Not the world. And so you know, the Bible has parallels to everything. And so yeah, we're going to read this word from Revelation chapter two, verses two through five. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's a parallel to our earthly marriage. And so Absolutely. we want you to, to, to view it from that from that perspective. So here's here's what Jesus is saying to, to the apostle John in his in his vision and his dream. He says, I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient watch me not get to the right page. Your patient <laughs> endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. And if you do not repent... I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. So obviously Jesus is addressing the churches and the, and the things that they were actually doing good. And mm -hmm. he recognized and saw, but he also was recognizing things that they didn't. And so he was addressing one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation. But there's this parallel for us in our own marriage, in our earthly marriage, is like uh, to what we're talking about today, the passion. Mm -hmm. We can, the things that we first did, our first love. Now, obviously our first love, you know, is Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We, mm -hmm. we make him first. But the next most important relationship in our life is our spouse. Absolutely. Absolutely our spouse. And so um, if we're losing, you know, we may be doing a bunch of other great things in our marriage, mm -hmm. but, you know, if we've lost our first love, if we've lost the passion and desire and excitement for our spouse and our marriage, there's a real fundamental mm -hmm. problem here. Absolutely. And we don't want that to be your problem. And so, so, yeah, we've been through some of these things in our life. So basically in Revelation 2, what, what Pastor Richard just read is talking mm -hmm. about we, which is the church. Mm -hmm. We are Jesus's bride. Yeah. And what Jesus is saying here is we've got, we've got marriage problems, people. We've got issues in our marriage because we're, we're the bride. He's the bridegroom. Right. And, That's and, right. And he's saying we've got some issues. You know, you have fallen out of love with me. So... Mm -hmm. What our question here is, is, so is there something wrong with Jesus? If, if the bride and the bridegroom have marital issues mm -hmm. and Jesus is the bridegroom, mm -hmm. is there something wrong with Jesus? Well, you is, know, the Bible says that, you know, he's, he's, he's unchanging. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Absolutely. So he doesn't change. Is Jesus a bad husband towards his believers, towards his bride, towards his church? Right. Of course not. I right. mean, that is just a ridiculous question. Right. He never right? changes. So since there's nothing wrong with Jesus, and we can all agree on that, right? There's yep. nothing wrong with Jesus. It's not on his end. Mm -mm. Uh, the issue is with who? It's with me and you. I it's think, it's with, with you. you. I think it's with you. I think it's him. <laughs> I no. think you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll collectively say the issue is us. The issue, sure, let's do that. The issue mm, is... Come on. Is the church, right? <laughs> it, it's, you know, in a broader sense. So can I say this? It's so, you're going to say it whether I say yes or no anyway. All right. So just See, this say is it. the fun. This is the fun. <laughs> I can't, why you even it. ask that question? Can I, I say this now? Yeah. What anyway. would you have done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll hold my tongue. No, go. Just say it. <laughs> it's so easy to point the finger at someone else. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, in, really in anything, in any relationship, work relationships, whatever, it's so easy to not look at yourself. And you yeah. know, when, when you, like you were talking about with Jesus, right? Is Jesus really a problem? Absolutely not. He doesn't <laughs> change. Laughable. Now we're not Jesus. And so obviously we can change and we are, 
you know, we, we have our failures, we have our, you know, troubles and challenges at times. We can't be perfect all the time. And so, um, but it's so easy, you know, not to look in the mirror and say, maybe I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to look at our spouse and we say, you know, I think I think they're the problem. I mean, if they would just get their act together, right? If they would just do the things that I think they should do to make me happy, then all things would be great. Exactly, all perfect things would be life. well. Perfect life. Yeah, so I'm being sarcastic. Of course. So hello. You get married, right? You get married. You're passionate about each other. <clears throat> then one day you wake up, and you're out of love. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, it really it's like you're out of love. Yeah. And you can't remember why. You married this person in the first place. Sure. So for have you, you felt that way? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I you know, too. I know that you have. I mean, my goodness, I'm not easy to live with or have it wasn't wasn't, I guess I would yeah. say. And vice versa. You know, we weren't redeemed and saved people. And we had a lot of baggage coming into our marriage. And, you yeah. know, we had talked about like, you know, we talk about passion and intimacy. And I'm like looking back at our marriage and was thinking, I didn't even know about intimacy and passion, you know, because if passion equals sexual activity, then, then yes, we, we could check that box, but that's not what that's talking about. No. That's part of it. Sexual yeah, intimacy is absolutely. part of it. Um, but passion encompasses so much more. It's so much more. So, so for you and I, uh, when, we, when we believe we're out of love, and this is going to what you were talking about, which is yeah. hilariously... <laughs> Spoke, you said it so well. When we fall out of love with our spouse, the first place we point to is them. Yeah, they're the problem. They're the issue. If they would just get their act together, like you were saying. Yeah. My phone wants to ring fifty times. Yeah. And so, um, your marriage. It, you know, you start thinking your marriage isn't going to make it. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm trying to start. You know, hedging things in and and. Uh, Getting things going on the outskirts because this isn't going to happen, right? And, and so, I need to be looking somewhere else. Exactly. So, so you fall out of love, and you realize right. that you're out of love, and and you're like, do I? Am I stuck with you the rest of my life? Do I have to endure this for yes, the rest of are. my life? You are stuck with. I me. made a mistake. He's not the one. No. Yes. He's I not am. the one. I am the one. Those are all. <laughs> Those are all lies from the devil. <laughs> Complete lies from the devil to get you off track and off mm-hmm. course and to get you looking at that the grass is always greener mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that little little crack. Mm-hmm. As soon as the enemy realizes, because he can only mess with your mind, as mm-hmm. soon as the enemy realizes that you're thinking these thoughts, okay, a thought turns into action, uh-huh. right? So you're thinking, I have met the wrong person. I have married the wrong person. I don't know who this person is. And, and I'm just going to start checking things out, you know, see what my options are out there. Then devil perks up because mm-hmm. he's, he is prowling around waiting for you to have a thought like that. And then he's going to well, jump he's looking, in. He's, he's looking for the opportunity. He's going to jump in with opportunity. <clears throat> and, and that little crack is going to become wider and wider and wider. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden the thoughts that you had, what you might be thinking instead of coming to your wife and saying, or your husband and saying, Gosh, we are way off course. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get here? How did we get here? You start talking to your coworker a little more. You start mm-hmm. going out to the bars a little more. You start opening the door. 
for sin. Mm -hmm. And so that is what the enemy loves to do, yep. is just to it's get in there. Fade. It's a slow fade. It is a slow it fade. It is a slow fade. So, you know, I was thinking about, you know, past broadcasts two, three weeks ago, and we talked about the four laws of mm -hmm. marriage. And, um, you know, the first one is it's the law of priority, mm -hmm. right? Our marriage has to be a priority. Number above one. your kids, above ministry, above above hobbies, your work, work hobbies, all everything. of that. Yes, it has to be the it's number one. It's the number one law. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. And the second one is the law of pursuit. You have to work at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go into that. You can go back and watch uh, the last from the last maybe three three <laughs> three weeks ago. It's the it's the four laws of marriage. Watch that broadcast. It's going to help you. It, it's it really going to lay a foundation. All for of you. our broadcasts are going to help you. Well, <laughs> for sure. You know, we're not. Being arrogant or no, boastful I'm just or anything. Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, continue. So what happened? You know, we lost our focus. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that vie for our attention. And, and I would say with our marriage, we didn't have a focus in the first place. Yeah, we, I mean, we, didn't we maybe had it a little bit, but no. it was so, no. you know, it was so, you know. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. I'm not finding the word is not coming to me right now on how to convey that. Skewed. But yes, it was skewed. Yes, that's a good <laughs> that, that'll take the place of what I just. So we lost focus on our marriage, or as we you and I talked about, um, we didn't really understand it in the first place. Mm -hmm. We didn't understand, you know, the passion. We didn't understand the depth of our emotional uh, intimacy and or how course, connected we could be with one another yeah. and how we could really make a marriage beautiful no you know? we we did not have that we didn't understand how to become best friends mm -mm. you know even though he we was were... my enemy number one and i was his i'm sure yeah we i mean we had our good moments obviously or we wouldn't be together right, at all right. but but um you know we we just didn't fully grasp that and i'm thankful for the young people today that actually get that or we didn't get that i always Absolutely. brag on our daughters I, and... I just you know it's just so exciting to see you know, pe young people that we come across that are communicating and do life together, things that it we're really doing now, but like 30 years ago, you know. Yeah, we, it took we... us forever. Yeah. I mean, we're just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a slow learner, all right? I, but I'm telling you, the young people that we talk to today, I mean, they're they're so, um, so well-versed in relationship and communication and sharing their thoughts and feelings. Um, you know, amongst their friends or even in their, you know, their, their spousal relationships or, or soon-to-be spousal relationships. Uh, it's just amazing to me, and I'm just so thankful for mm -hmm. that. It, it's, just a, it's just a blessing to see Amen. that with young people today. Um, so passion is what keeps drawing us back to each other, and we forget that thing. We forget what we first did. Mm -hmm. And so we, That's you know, so life happens. We get, we get caught up in work. We get caught up in, you know, raising our children hobbies, whatever. And so we get pulled away and that's the, that's the danger. Mm -hmm. You know, work can pull us away. It can become, you know, our, our, our master for a lack of better. It can become our focus because I want to, I want to climb on the, on the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. I want to be mm -hmm. all that I can be. I want to earn all this money. And at the end of that, and I, I came to the end of that, I realized that money is not that satisfying. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have it, but at the end of the day, my whole pursuit was the love of money. Mm -hmm. And so that was just, so it took me away from my focus and my passion with mm -hmm. you. Okay. Or it might have been hobbies. I mean, playing golf or uh, going fishing or whatever. Whatever those things were that took me away from our relationship mm -hmm. and our intimacy and my passion for you and not working at it and mm -hmm. focusing on you, mm -hmm. it got in the way. And so it's just... Because something is going to have that place in your life. There is, there will be something. Yeah. 
And you've got to be careful. You've got to guard that. And you've got to say, no, my marriage is my first priority. And right. my spouse is my first priority. And I'm going to focus on that. And I'm not going to let... Other, it's not that you can't do other things. Please don't hear us say that. You can do other things, but it's got to be within some kind of balance, right? Mm-hmm. When you're... When your focus is, is like, I'm leaving work and I'm going out to, you know, hang out with my my friends, whether it be the, the, the ladies or the guys, and you're going to go play golf or you're going to go, like I said <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, quilting with the ladies. <laughs> Whatever that thing is, you know, um, if that becomes your focus and, you're, and it's going to become your passion, whatever you put your mind and heart to mm-hmm. is where your passion is going to be. And all of those things that you mentioned threaten your marriage. They all do. Every single one of them. So the question then becomes, how do we create lasting passion for our marriage? And I would say, I bet the Bible has an answer for that. It always does. <laughs> Doesn't it? The Bible has an always. answer. Always. Never at, lets us down. Let's Thank you, at, Lord. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, um, verse 19 through 21. <clears throat> Again, parallels here. Parallels to our life with, with Christ and uh, those kinds of things, but we also can parallel that to our marriage. So it says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in to steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yes. That's a fact. It, and, and it doesn't say your, it should, you know, say your treasure is, you know, your spouse, your treasure is mm-hmm. this. It's saying what it's telling. It's like a warning. Wherever your treasure is. Wherever it is. Because it is going to be somewhere. That's where your heart is. Your first treasure is the Lord Jesus Christ. Your second treasure is your spouse. Period. You know, if I had a mic, I'd drop it. Okay. I know that's a little bit dated, but anyway, that, that's it. That's that's the that's the exclamation point on 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 this this issue is when you focus on anything else mm-hmm. besides Jesus Christ as your number one, and if your spouse isn't number two and your marriage isn't number two in your life, something else will be, and you're going to put all of your energy, all your focus, all your passion, all your desire for that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. And you're going to see that. You'll see how you'll see where your time is spent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You'll see where your your focus is. You know, passion is is like you know it's the seat. You know, it's it's your focal point. Um, or I'm sorry, your treasure is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't say that right. So your treasure is your your seat or your focal point for your passion. So what really What's are you your heart treasuring? treasuring? Yeah. What is your heart really treasuring in your life? You know, what are, your, what are you giving as your best? I mean, just think back, I mean, to what your, your marriage was at the beginning or your relationship if you're not married yet and you're, you're engaged to be married. What were you doing early on that you were pursuing your spouse? What, what were you giving all that you had to make sure that this relationship was going to be solid and, and, you know, your spouse knew that you loved them so much and you wanted to be their best friend? What was that? Amen. You have to go back to that. So, you know, you have to then ask the question. So if that's not happening, and I think about that question and what I was doing early on in the relationship. Um, what's getting it now? Yeah, what's getting your very best? What is getting... Something is getting your very best. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we've already kind of shared some examples. but that Or could, who is getting your very best, I could should be say. A, could be a who. We don't want it to be a who because... Unless it's your spouse. Mm -mm. So. Jesus spoke about adultery, mm -hmm. you know. Don't That's even right. look upon a woman uh, and lust after her because you're committing adultery even in that place. So, you know, go back and watch our definitions of adultery and what that looks like in one of our other episodes. But you've poured yourself into something and into your wife, into your husband early on in your relationship. But if you're pouring your best into something else now, this is why your passion in your marriage isn't there because mm -hmm. you've given it to something else. And it can be answered in that, that one simple question that you, you stated, what or who is giving your very best mm -hmm. at this time in your life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and if you don't answer that question with anything other than your spouse, you're out of order. Yeah. And so I would encourage you to roll back through this and, and do this next thing. So, the secret to lasting passion in your marriage is allowing God to bring you to remembrance, mm -hmm. right? God, get, he shares his word yeah. um, and he, Holy Spirit speaks to us, bringing us to remembrance of, of the things that he's given, brought us through, blessings, challenges, all of that. Yeah. He brings, he brings us into remembrance. I've got that scripture. Oh, you do. Good. Mm -hmm. Just like your relationship with Jesus at the beginning, so if it, here's another parallel. At the beginning, when you first were saved, it was exciting and vibrant. It and was. all of these new things were just so awesome and magnificent. And you fell in love with Jesus. Yeah. And you wanted to do all you could for him. And, and you spent time with him. You know, you praised him. You worshiped him. You gave him, you gave him your very best. And I, I know that is I so know. true. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. So then, I was thinking about that. And, and so that parallels with the honeymoon phase mm -hmm. in marriage or the courting phase in relationships and, in, in, you know, in relationship prior to, to marriage. So, so what happens is time wears on. Mm -hmm. Life happens. Things happen. Jobs happen. Everything happens. And you got bored or distracted. And what the Lord is saying, what is he yeah. says, I'm bringing you to remembrance. And this is the scripture uh, because... Jesus is saying what we read at the beginning in Revelation, you've left your first. Yeah, you're doing all of these. Good, you could be leading a church. You could be uh, climbing the ladder at work. You could be have kids that are stellar students and still have left your first love, mm -hmm. which is which is God and have still left your first love here on earth, which is your spouse. Right. And so Absolutely. in Matthew 22, 36 to 39 says, teacher. Which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, so this is your secret of lasting passion in your marriage. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second equally important, love your neighbor, my spouse, mm -hmm. as yourself. Yeah. That is the secret to lasting passion in, in your marriage. Allowing That's... the Lord to bring you to remembrance, first and foremost, mm -hmm. your relationship with him. And why, why did you come to Jesus? Why did you give your life to him? Mm -hmm. Why did you want to call him Lord and Savior? Why? And those, answering those questions, first and foremost, will help, help you answer and, and allow him to bring you to remembrance. And why did I fall in love with my husband? Mm -hmm. Why do I, why did I like wait? you know, on pins and needles till he showed up at my door because we didn't have cell phones at that time. Why, you know, bringing me back to, I mean, and, and I do that at times, you know, I, I this is kind of mushy, but, okay, um, mushy. you know, something that really 
uh, opens my heart to my husband even more is remembering our first kiss. You know, I remember that. I, I, I literally remember how it felt through my whole body. I remember how it was just, and, and that can, that the Lord brings me back to remembrance of that a lot because, because why? Because I want him to be a priority in my life. And sometimes life gets busy and he'll mm -hmm. drop that uh, remembrance on me. And I'm like, oh, yes, that's awesome. So anyway, it's bringing yeah. back to remembrance why we fell in love, why we married each other, why we want to be each other's lifelong best friends. Yeah, yeah. And you are my best friend. Yeah, you make me cry. You're my best friend. Yeah. And I think that um, that really has just taken shape in the last few years for us. I, yeah, it has. I think. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's like a new concept for us. Like, I literally can say... He is my very best friend. Like, he is my rock. He is my best friend. And I don't want to do life without him. Amen. And the same here. Yeah. I don't want to do life without me yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> your, dad, your dad's laughing. You I did know. a good one. You I did know. a good that one. That was good. That was good. No, I definitely don't want to do life without him. So I think I took you, your next spot, though. That's so okay. you could just hop on down. That's I'm right. sorry. I went right into it's that. It's really okay. <laughs> but, you know, okay. What, just to, to expand a little bit on that, like things that, that make you know and make you feel loved by, by me, mm -hmm. right? So those affirming words, mm -hmm. you know, those, those um, maybe acts of service at mm -hmm. times. Some. Just setting aside time for you and I, mm -hmm. me planning a date mm -hmm. to take you out and it's just us yeah. or us going to the movies together. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this complicated no. thing, mm -mm. but it's just... Knowing the things that make you feel loved by me yeah. and doing that yeah. and, and, vice and vice versa. You know, I know uh, one of his big love languages is acts of service. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't mind and have never minded bringing him his plate for dinner. He never asks me to do that or taking his plate after dinner or breakfast or whatever, you know, and that's just one simple thing. <laughs> That I could do. I'm heading to the kitchen anyway. I might as well grab yours. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so. But you know what? As simple as that is, you know, for me, what that communicates to me is that she's thinking about me and she's thinking about the thing that actually makes me feel loved. Yeah. And, and I feel valued at that point. And good. I know for I you, that. you feel the same way. Mm -hmm. When I when I do something and I'm thinking about you mm -hmm. uh, without you expecting it. Right. Let's just say. Right. Or you don't know that it's coming. Right. That I know that fills your tank, it your does. love tank, because I'm thinking about you. You're you're my priority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and talking about we're in a little sidebar love languages, you know, um, know your spouse's love language because that's what fills their tank. Mm -hmm. And as an example is I one of his uh, I don't know if it's your first one or your second one is physical touch. Yeah. And that it's, doesn't it's always a, it's mean it's non sexual it's and sexual touches. Yeah. yeah. So what he does in the car is he likes to you know, put his hand on me or he likes to, you know, that drives me crazy sometimes, but I know, I know that that's his love language. So what I'm getting at is the sacrifice. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. It is. You know, do I want him to have his hand on me? No, not really because physical touch is not one of my top, it's not something that, that fills my tank. Um, and I, you know, I, I just want to be left alone, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to drive or I just want to ride. But at the more that you've done it, I've gone to appreciate it. And I have had to literally like inside be like, stop. You know, it is really okay that he has his hand on your leg. It's really okay that he's holding your hand. You know, because my first initial thing is is to pull away because 
I'm just not, that's just not something for me. Sure. But I know it's important to him. And so I guess what I'm getting at is it's a sacrifice. It is. You sacrifice for one another. Right. And, and I know for him, um, he's very, uh, he thinks a lot. And so when a word of affirmation comes my way, I know that he's given thought to it and, and it's not something that it's just easily done, mm-hmm. but you have to think about it, you know? And so typically our spouse's love languages are really opposite of what we would. Right. And, and a lot of times people think my love language is acts of service. So I'm going to do that for him, but that does nothing for him. So a lot of people think that because it makes, I, makes you feel I good. get, yeah, it makes me feel good. I mm-hmm. give you a gift or whatever yeah. does nothing for him. And so that's where you have to, sacrifice because that's what we do with, for each other and with one another in marriage to really get to that point where, where his tank's getting filled, um, in the right way. Yeah. So I, um, so part of last week, uh, I was at a minister's conference and the Lord was speaking to me and this is just adding on to what you're saying. I just think it's helpful for people to hear real life situations. And so the Lord was speaking to me and said, you know, you've been, you, you've had this victim mentality uh, for a while in your life and basically saying it needs to go. So what, what does a victim mentality do? Victim mentality says, you know, and you've heard this from me, like, okay, you don't understand how busy I I am. And you don't, you know, you don't understand this. You don't understand that. And woe is me and pity me. And so what, what that does, that those excuses basically says to me subconsciously is I don't have time to think about her needs. That's, that's actually how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, within me. And so then when she, when things start to go um, off the rails in our relationship and I'm not thinking about her and I'm not making her a priority. And then I start to see these warning signs coming my way where she's showing a little frustration or whatever. It's because I'm not filling her tank. Mm -hmm. Not that I can meet every need. You know, only Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. can do that. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that before, but I have to do my part in our relationship. Right. And so when I see those things, I think about what's been transpiring over the last whatever weeks or a month or whatever. And I, I, I see where I've gotten in the way of, you know, allowing busyness of life and having this victim mentality slow me down and mm-hmm. not making, making time for you and thinking about you and making you the priority. Right. So, um, this is why we say, look, you can't look at your spouse and say your spouse is the problem. Going back to the very beginning of this broadcast, you can't look at them and say they're, they're the only ones that have the problem here in the relationship. No, I have to look at myself. What am I not doing mm-hmm. that's helping my marriage, helping it to be the best and the strongest that it can be, and knowing that my spouse, my best friend, knows that they're loved deeply. Amen. Yeah, um, so you kind of just jumped into what needs right. to change. That's, well, that's the first bullet point. There you go. Realize that I could be the issue. Mm-hmm. Realize that you could be the issue. <clears throat> yeah. And most likely are the issue. Yeah. Um, secondly, you know, we need to repent. Yeah. We need to apologize to our spouse. We need to repent and, and humble ourselves. Let Holy Spirit guide us in that. You know, humility is, is awesome. A spirit of humility, if you can walk in that, Man, that's just, you know, I'm, and I'm not saying false humility, like everything's my fault and I say sorry for everything. That's not what I'm talking about. But true humi- hum- humility mm-hmm. from the heart is is really going to allow you to think about how that how my action affected or inaction fec- mm-hmm. affected my spouse. It's true. You know, I, and we've said this before, but it's, it's worth repeating. But start doing those things you did 
in the beginning of your relationship. Now that may have changed a little bit over the years. You know, we obviously we're 30 plus years in marriage now. And so maybe some of the things that we did early on, we're not going to continue to do because it maybe doesn't make sense anymore. But, you know, dating is something that you can always do with mm-hmm. your spouse. Going on dates, have a date night. Yeah. Um, what were those things that you did at first? What brought you, like you said, you remembered our, our first kiss. So do I. Um, but what are those things that bring you back to that place where you were so passionate for your spouse in the, in the beginning? Do that, repeat Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Let's rinse and repeat. And even if you're at a place in the cycle, yeah, in your marriage where you just, I just, it's, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing that. Do it anyway, because Jesus is calling us. The word is calling us to not forget our first love here on earth. Yeah. And, and over time, which we have found, mm-hmm. God blesses it. He does something when you allow the Lord to have control of your marriage and to guide you in, in restoration and renewing your marriage. Because mm-hmm. before you know it, you're going to be falling back in love with your spouse mm-hmm. all over again. It's going to happen. Because God blesses that. He is for marriage. He doesn't want divorce. Mm-hmm. He is for marriage. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're doing something... Uh, to to right the ship, to right the wrong in your marriage, he is going to bless that beyond anything that you could ever think or imagine. Yeah, and if you go beyond yourself, I'm just thinking about really part of the vision for this ministry is is that you can have a lasting impact. You can have a, a legacy impact oh gosh, in your family yes, line, yes. right? So yeah, you're doing it for you and for you and your spouse, but you're also doing it for your family. You're going to have an impact upon generations. When you, when you show that and you display that to the world, mm-hmm. you, you can show the world, you can show your family what a healthy marriage looks like. A loving, caring, passionate marriage mm-hmm. looks like. People need to see that today because I mean, marriage has been under attack for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And so why not represent the king and what he intends? God in his word says that, you know, that the, one of his purposes for marriage is, is to, have God, to have godly offspring. And so, wow, what a mm-hmm. way to have a lasting impact mm-hmm. when you guys are getting it right on your level and you're displaying that and teaching your kids to do the same thing and, to, and they can have the same thing. Amen. But you can't have something that is not uh, shown uh, because it's, I mean, you're reproducing anything and everything, right? So you have to ask yourself yep. a question in your marriage. What am I reproducing for my children? Yep. Am I re- you know, reproducing a, a marriage that is blessed that is passionate, that is intimate, that my kids would even desire and say, hey, I want what mom and dad have. Mm-hmm. I want that for my life and my marriage. Man, you and can even, have a huge impact. And even though, you know, just using us as an example, you know, we, we got this together later in life. Oh, yeah. And it's still having an impact on our children yeah. for the positive. Mm-hmm. So it's never too late. It is never too late to make a change. So the solution for lasting passion and intimacy in your marriage, it's not a mystery. No. God lays it right out there in the Bible. And what he's saying is, is do not forget your first, I'm going to say loves, because Jesus is your first love. Mm-hmm. But here on this earth, there's practicality to that, right? Here mm-hmm. on this earth, your spouse is your first love. Yeah. So Jesus and your spouse. That's the, the, the secret. That Remembering the secret. your first love. Do not forget your first love. So whatever... Whatever you have to sacrifice, 
I, I don't know what it is, but you know, Jesus said I don't to, care what it is. Look, Jesus said to us guys, love your wives like Christ loved the church. Amen. So what did Christ do? He sacrificed. So whatever it is that you need to sacrifice, you need to lay on the altar and 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 take it away from mm. being a number one position on your life from an earthly perspective, Amen. right? Amen. We've said that enough, but it's worth repeating. But but whatever that thing is, sacrifice it. Turn your heart and your passion back to your spouse. Because when you do, as you said before, God will bless that. He Without will bless that. And you're going to see passion and intimacy Amen. and love returning in a greater way. Love Amen. the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor, your spouse, as yourself. As yourself. You're not going to go wrong there, mm -mm. ever. It's going Amen. to bring good fruit. Amen. Positive for impact. generations. Yes, for, for generations. generations. And that's how our heart's desire is for generations to be Amen. impacted. So work on it. Pursue. The law of pursuit is to work on your marriage. Make your marriage a priority, law number one. Prioritize your marriage. Pursue your marriage. Amen. Bring it back to the very beginning to what drew you together in the first place. Do those things that make your spouse so happy and so loved that there's no doubt. Amen. Leave no doubt. Amen. I love it. Make it that way. So we want to pray for you guys. We, we just know that God can restore marriages. We know God can bring <laughs> healing and, um, and, and love back. He can restore these things back. And we need to use his word as our guide to do those things. And so that's the purpose of this broadcast is to do that. So let's pray for you guys right now to that God, as you pursue this, as you pursue your marriage, you make your marriage a priority, that, that passion is going to return love in greater measure. Love that maybe you say, I don't even know if this thing can be fixed. Yes, God can fix it. When you put it in God's hands and you trust him and you, you surrender your will to his will for your life and marriage, he's going to restore it. Amen. I know it. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you right now for all those that may feel hopeless in their marriage right now. We thank you for those that are that maybe are even, um, they've plateaued. They, they've, they've had a great marriage, but they just see things kind of plateauing or life struggles have gotten away, work challenges, kids, what have you, Father God. But I thank you right now that you are bringing hope. Yes, You're Jesus. restoring hope back into each and every person's spirit right thank now you, in Jesus' name, that they can have a marriage with passion, mm -hmm. that you can draw them back again to their first love, that they would think about the things that that drew them to their spouse in the first place. Yes, and that, Father God, things like that would be done again because there's nothing new under the sun. Father God, that's what your word says. And so that's so even in our marriage. There's nothing new under the sun. We can do new things, sure. But we know we know what we did in the beginning to love our spouse and love them well. And so, Father, thank you for helping to us for, to remember those things. Yes, Help us for even bringing new things into the relationship that, that would even communicate loves on a greater level based upon where people are at in their marriage Um uh, their marital life, Father yes, God. God. And so we just thank, thank you, you for it, Father God. So just strengthen marriage, bring yes, hope, healing to marriages, yes, Father God. And we thank, thank you that Jesus. passion will return yes, as they return to their Hallelujah. first love, Father God. So Hallelujah. we thank you for it. We pray for each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us. God bless we'll... you guys. We love you. We love you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at marriageminute at RevivalNow.com.